Based on these costs, it's possible for an American expat, even with an average Social Security benefit of $1,827, to manage quite well on Social Security alone. Hello everyone, welcome to the channel entitled Fitty Ain't Nothing But A Number Yo with your host Language Farrell. On this channel, we'll meet individuals who after the age of 50 who have decided to change what they do, what they believe, what they think is possible, what they read or are reading, and lastly who they are. This will be done by conducting interviews, reviewing short stories, and videos with the individuals in question. So if you're ready, Let's meet some interesting people. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Man Overboard Fitty. Ain't nothing but a number yo with your host, Language Barrel. So in this series of videos, I examine possible places to retirement outside of the U.S. So up next is the Philippines. So the question before us is, should I retire to the Philippines? Oh, the Philippines. Let me first qualify this by saying that I've never actually been to the Philippines. So it is very possible and likely that my views could change upon actually visiting a place. A Philippines YouTube content creator mentioned that the Philippines is the most vlogged about country on YouTube. I find this hard to believe as India has the most users and the US pays the most money for content creation. As typical, when I examine possible places to retirement, I like to break it down into categories so that I can compare apples to apples. So the categories in question are healthcare, crime, cost of living, infrastructure, weather, and culture. So if you're ready, let's get to it. First up, healthcare. So healthcare in the Philippines is funded by four sources, national, local government, insurance, and that means government and private, user fees, out-of-pocket fees, and donors. So the Philippine Health Insurance Corporation, PhilHealth, provides universal healthcare coverage to citizens. Expats and foreigners who legally reside in the Philippines can also join the system for very low premium. Similar to most countries, the bulk of medical centers are located in or near large urban centers, while those living in rural areas may have poor access to quality health care. Again, this is typical of not only developing nations, but also first world nations, including the US. Based on a 2008 healthcare survey, 50% of the patients used public health services, 42 used private services, and the remaining 7% or thereabout used alternative or traditional health care. The Philippine government spends approximately 3.5% of its GDP on health care. The Philippine health care system ranks number 60 out of 102 countries around the world, and that's according to the World Health Organization. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about crime. Much of the crime that occurs in the Philippines appears to be focused in and around large urban centers such as Manila. Violent crime does not really appear to be a major concern for tourists. However, crimes of opportunity appear to be the largest concern for tourists and expats living near large urban environments. These crimes, as you would imagine, include con games, pickpocketing, and internet scams, etc. There have been infrequent cases of tourists who have taken rides from unknown drivers and they were taken to, where they were taken to isolated places, drugged and robbed of valuables. Taking taxis, it is recommended that tourists should always request 
that the meter be used to avoid high and fraudulent charges or fees. The Philippines has a crime index of 42.69, places it in the moderate crime area. As we said before, crime is broken down into three stratas. The first is 20 to 40, which is low. Moderate is 41 to 60, and high is anything above 60. The Philippines also has a safety index of 57.37. Again, safety indexes are also broken down into three strata. Anything above 60 is considered very safe, 41 to 60 is considered moderately safe, and anything below 40 is considered unsafe. So that places the Philippines at 57.31 in the moderately safe category. Like many countries, crime can vary by location. For instance, Manila's crime index is 65.1, which places it very high, whereas Davao uh, has a crime index of 27.5, which places it very low in the crime index category. Next up, we're going to talk about the cost of living. Again, this is for uh, Philippine nationals, not for expats. So the average monthly salary after taxes is $317. The average monthly cost of living is $611. This salary is equal to approximately 50% of the monthly expenses. So a one-bedroom apartment near a city center is $288 which may be in line with the cost of other developing nations. Based on these costs, it's possible for an American expat, even with an average Social Security benefit of $1,827, to manage quite well on Social Security alone, obviously, depending upon lifestyle choices. Obviously, costs will be affected by location, as locations near beaches or other popular tourist destinations are much, much higher. Up next, we look at the weather. So the Philippines has over 7,000 islands and predominantly has a tropical climate. The Philippines are subject to typhoons which can cause severe flooding and major property damage to many parts of the country during typhoon season. So typhoon season in the southwest, it typically runs from June to November. Temperatures may have some variation by location, but in major cities like Manila, you should expect average temperatures to be around 85 degrees Fahrenheit. During summer months, however, expect that temperature to climb above 90 degrees Fahrenheit. You should also expect high humidity to accompany high temperatures. Therefore, it is in your best interest to dress warm, uh, dress for warm temperatures with breathable cotton fabrics. If that doesn't sound like a commercial. Okay, next, let's talk about the infrastructure. So travel to the US is approximately 16 to 17 hours with an approximate distance of 8,000 miles. There are many providers providing flights from the Philippines to the US. You may even find round trip tickets as cheap as $500. But more, a more likely scenario is that you should expect costs to be anywhere from $1,000 to $2,000 depending upon early versus late bookings. So now when we talk about railway, because the Philippines is an archipelago with over 7,000 islands, as you can imagine, national railway is very poor. Well, it's really non-existent. There is a railway system in and around Manila, but it's insufficient to meet the needs of the population, meaning that it's gonna be crowded. There are no, as you would imagine, there are no high-speed lines currently available in the Philippines. Next up, we'll talk about buses. So the most convenient and widely used form of intercity travel are buses, uh, which can range in quality from very poor 
to premium depending upon tourist usage. Generally speaking, the tourists are the ones that can afford to pay for the premium services. Uh, due to a lack of a national railway system, road traffic is very congested and extremely so, especially in around large major urban centers, and I'm talking about Manila in particular. Other forms of travel used by local, the local population would include the jeepneys, motor taxis, and the tricycle taxis. These forms of travel are usually less regulated and provide greater risk to health and safety. Lastly, we're going to talk about airports. There are many local airport options available to travel regionally, providing both cheap and safe travel. Lastly, we're going to look at the culture. So there are over 175 languages spoken in the Philippines, but Tagalog is the national language. It should not be a surprise to encounter a large percentage of people who speak some English or Spanish in and near large urban centers. Music and dance are a large part of celebrations and festivals. Due to the early Spanish colonization and influence, approximately 80% of the population practices Christianity with a large percentage of those identifying as Catholic. Family ties are very important in the Philippine culture and it is very common to find multi-generational family members occupying the same house or compound. Rice is a very large staple of the diet and is typically served with every meal. Street and stall food is generally safe and is very common to find locals consuming food from small family-owned restaurants or sidewalk vendors. Final thoughts. So how does the Philippines stack up for uh, as a possible place for retirement? So generally when I do these, I start with the pros. So up first, the pros. The cost of living is very low and the dollar goes very far, especially when compared to life in the U.S. or other first world nations. The weather, though hot, can be mitigated by living near large bodies of water. And as an archipelago with over 7,000 islands, you can imagine you're generally not too far from a large body of water. The Philippine people had the reputation for being warm and inviting. Lastly, it's not uncommon, especially near urban centers, to encounter a large segment of the population that has some basic understanding and comfort with speaking the English language. Now we move on to the cons. So the cons. Travel back and forth to the U.S. is very far, approximately 16 to 17 hours, and typically very expensive, especially if you book a flight on short notice. The frequent and reoccurring typhoons can cause property damage, and in severe cases, may lead to a loss of life. As a developing nation, the prevalence of systemic poverty can be hard to avoid. Lastly, access to quality health care can be a major problem if you are outside of a major, a large major urban center. However, having said all this, the Philippines, though not my top choice, would be a place to keep on the list due to the extreme strength of the dollar. This would be especially true should my retirement nest egg fall below $75,000, thus making the Philippines my primary emergency option for retirement. References used in the making of this video uh, are generally included at the end of the video. And remember, achieve something different. Believe something different, conceive something different. Read something different, but most importantly, be something different. The world is waiting. Thanks for stopping by, and we'll catch you on the next episode. Ciao for now.